Next on BYU Sports Nation, the three keys to beating the Bruins tomorrow night in the Rose Bowl. UCLA analyst Matt Stevens tells us his. Fox Sports play-by-play Joe Davis on if the Cougars are more lucky or good. Plus, week two of Cougars in the NFL. And women's soccer and volleyball take down teams from the mighty Pac-12. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. What up? Friday, September 18th, <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is live. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan alongside Brian Logan. It is good to have you back, my man, brother. It is good to be back, man. It really is. I was so excited when I got the call from Ben, our producer, and said, hey, I'm bringing you up to the big league, son. Get ready uh, for Friday's game, Friday's show. You are our Tanner Mangum. I am. I am, yeah. I'm happy to be Tanner, especially these last two weeks. Oh, man. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how I feel about that after Saturday. After tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, one thing you'll continue to do is dreaming, dreaming. <laughs> if you haven't seen this music video from BYU, very cool. Uh, Yahosh Bonner. Yahosh Bonner? And at James the Mormon. I don't know the dude's name. He's at James the Mormon. They made this music video called Dreamin' about the first two games of the season. Amazing. BYU man. football uh, video. Made I liked well. it. I liked it a lot. You know, usually the, the, those type of videos are kind of like. It can be kind of corny. Yeah, they're cheap. Yeah, this I was, one was good. I say cheese balls. Yeah, corn chips. Yeah. yeah but this one was good. I liked the lyrics. It, it was relevant to the time. It was good, you know, good singing, good rapping, the rapping good voice. For, the, for the kids. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was, it's a motivation song, yeah. man. I'm going to put cool. that in my, in my playlist for sure. Very cool. By the way, ESPN's College Game Day tomorrow will feature a story on BYU. With I, I've been told that it's at 9.45 a.m. Eastern time, thereabouts. I've been told that that music is going to be playing in the background of that song. Really? Is, yeah. Are you kidding? Nope. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not kidding. Yes, I'm kidding. No, Wait, I, yes. I was really confused there. <laughs> Just send in the play call, Tanner. Bob and I. Hey, if you missed this tweet, this was great yesterday. At Coach Wilk 3, okay? Uh, BYU fans storming Southern California. A lot of them probably at Disneyland today. If you're watching from Disneyland, tweet us a photo. Because uh, you're probably in line for like 30 minutes for the teacups or whatever. At Coach Wilk 3. As my brother and I walked to security at Disneyland, the guard saw our BYU shirts and said, It's the Hail Mary guys. Come on in. I would be like, Actually, those are the Catholics. Where <laughs> the Hail Mary. The Hail yeah, Mary yeah, yeah. I, I feel you. I feel you. That's funny. That is funny. That's yeah. really funny. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Football game day eve. Coverage of number 19 BYU and number 10 UCLA begins tomorrow night, 9.30 Eastern time, right here on BYU TV for countdown to kickoff. Spencer Linton is on his way to Pasadena to cover. Road trip. That's right. BYU and UCLA tomorrow night. How about women's volleyball sweeping Utah in three last night on Crimson Court? The ninth-ranked Cougars play at Utah Valley tomorrow at 9 Eastern. They quietly are really, really good. You know what I'm saying? I think I think it's only quietly because of what's going on maybe with other sports. Namely football. Yeah. Because women's soccer is doing a similar thing. Eighth-ranked BYU women's soccer beat previously undefeated Oregon State. Won nothing last night on an Ashley Hatch goal. She did leave the game uh, with a new knee bruise. Mm. Mm. Hope she gets better soon. Uh, 
Oh, everybody out there, sports fans, go and support former Cougars that are in the NFL. Alani Fua and the Cardinals play in Chicago. Ziggy Anta, Kyle Van Noy, and the Lions play at Minnesota. Hopefully they uh, can bring a beat down for uh, releasing Jordan Leslie. Uh, Wani Unga <laughs> and Dallas Reynolds and the Giants host the Falcons. With that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. The keys to victory. BYU and UCLA tomorrow night. On Fox Sports 1, 10.30 Eastern time, as mentioned, coverage begins 9.30 Eastern on Countdown to Kickoff right here. BYU is in for its toughest test of the season, in my opinion. UCLA, a very good team that returns just about everybody on offense. And the quarterback, Josh Rosen, has been fantastic. Which brings us to today's Twitter question, Brian. What one thing does BYU have to do to beat UCLA? Use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in at RedLawDog. Hit Rosen, pressure Rosen, knock him down, sack him, put the fear of everlasting football destruction into his soul. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big key to victory. It, it is. It is. I mean, if you have a freshman quarterback that is flustered and not focused on his, on his reads and his, his, his keys down the field, if he's worried about getting hit because of the pain that he's going to feel on Sunday morning. when he Terry goes Tate, to, office linebacker, right. maybe showing up for BYU. <laughs> right. Pain! Right. Right, no, but but I mean, yeah, that's the best thing to do for. I wouldn't say a, a freshman quarterback, any any quarterback, right? Nobody wants to get hit, but especially a, not quarterback. But especially a guy that hasn't really been touched yet in the pocket through two games. And coming up, we'll talk to UCLA analyst on the radio, uh, Matt Stevens, as well as the play-by-play on Fox Sports tomorrow night, Joe Davis. Uh, their opinion on these. But here's what we've got, and keep them coming. Uh, the tweets coming using the hashtag #BYUSN. Num- number one, establish a run game. BYU struggled to run the ball until the fourth quarter last week. BYU actually gains 141, Brian, but they lost 49 or 59 on a couple of fumbles, so that number skewed a little bit. But BYU needs to have more of a presence, 102 a game right now, uh, which is higher than maybe you'd think. But the most interesting stat with this is about Adam Hine, which is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Brian, Adam Hine is averaging 5.7 yards per carry. Uh, what? 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 Isn't that a little crazy? He has that runs of 16, 20, and 21. The 21 was the touchdown. Yeah, so, so obviously those help out a lot. But when and those you, are part of it. Yeah, yeah. When you, when you look at the production, it doesn't look like or seem that he averages five yards a carry. You don't, you don't, you don't think that because of just the struggles and kind of just – the sluggish type of run and tiptoeing that this running back core has had these last few games. So pretty interesting, man. I, I think a lot of those obviously have, have, have come from uh, the second half of the Boise State game, right? When, when something the just clicked, right? Right, right. Something just clicked with these guys. And, and that is something that this team has to do. And, and you have to run the ball to dictate the game. And when you look at UCLA and the last two games – uh, their opponents are six for 28 on third downs, six for 28, right? And so obviously this team, this defense knows how to get off the field. If you can put yourself in situations that's third and four, third and short, right? You have a much better chance of getting uh, or, or staying and sustaining drives and not putting a lot of pressure on the defense. You know, nobody likes to go three and out and then you have to come back and, 
you don't get any rest, and you get mad at the offense, and then Says you get this the division, and yeah, all this stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> Establish a run game. I, I don't see a situation where BYU just can't run the ball, and they win the game. I just don't see it. Okay, number two, win the turnover battle. Right now, BYU's plus two on the season, uh, and I think on the road, that's a huge key. You, I think BYU could be even and maybe be okay, but BYU's got to force some turnovers on defense and then try not to give the ball up very much. Yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing. It, uh, being on the road, like you said, is the turnovers. And, and momentum, right? Momentum plays a huge role and a huge factor in football games. And when you're on the road – and you don't have that momentum, and, and, and it's, it's the other team, and the crowd is hyped, and, and everybody's going crazy and yelling, and, and fans are, are making fun of you and telling you how short you are, how small you are, and how their third-grade son is taller, then, you know, you start to get insecure, and you don't really want to play as hard and as much. So, yeah, man, turnovers. And, and I, <laughs> I think who, – Who did that to you? Uh, Utah State. Utah State did? Yeah, those fans. Of course they would. Yeah, there's a couple other fans, but I wasn't paying them no attention. It was Utah State that really It sounds like feelings. you were paying attention. It was. I, yeah, <laughs> I kept that dear to my heart. But look, man, the thing is this. <laughs> Six I, years later. <laughs> I, think it, I think it really – obviously, we, there's, we, you don't want turnovers, right, from anybody. But they happen, but, but yeah, especially and, with the freshman quarterback. And they happen. But I would, I would much rather have a fumble by an Adam Hine than an interception or a fumble – uh, from Tanner Manuel, just because of the confidence factor, right? You can, as a as a as a true freshman, just getting your feet wet into this 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 Division One football life. You are continually you're, you're going to constantly get better the more reps that you get, and so the the better reps that you have, the more confidence that you gain, and obviously that that leads to to better play. So at least uh, try not if those turnovers do come, try not to to have them from from Tanner. BYU has thrown three picks on the season, one by Taysom Hill, two from Tanner Mangan. BYU has not lost a fumble through the first two games. Number three, play has got to play, 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 says nice. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Mitch Matthews, five catches for 32 against Boise State. Five catches is decent. Uh-oh, was but, that a call out with that cloud the, right there? Mitch Matthews. Matthews. But the 32 yards was not much, right? Nick Kurtz, after going five for a buck 23, goes over against... Boise State. Yeah. Taron Houck didn't have a catch. That tall trio's got to show up because Devon Blackman has emerged as a playmaker. Mitch Jurgens is BYU's top receiver right now in terms of everything that's happened. Here's Trevor Maddich from Monday on BYU's receivers. You see the way Devon Blackman did it uh, in this game against Boise. He would go up and beast that ball away from a defender as if the ball were the last cookie on the plate. That's what the tall receivers need to do against UCLA in order for BYU to maximize their opportunity there. That last cookie on the plate <laughs> analogy is perfect. And BYU's got to be aggressive. The play where Nick Kurtz, I don't know that he gives up on the ball. Maybe that was perceived that he did. I don't know. He doesn't make a play on the ball. It's intercepted. At least yeah. make a play on the ball, right? Yeah. Yeah. Make plays against UCLA because this is BYU's toughest test. And if these guys, if Mitch Matthews is elite, show it tomorrow because BYU needs it. No, I, I agree with you, man, 100%. And, and big-time players step up in big games and they make big plays when it's needed the most. And, and it, it's hard. I mean, when you look at those stats, right, uh, you know, six out of 28 uh, conversions uh, on, for, for first downs, right? And, and basically what that is telling you is that it's hard to drive on this team. And, and so really they, good have, defense. Yeah, they have athletes, they're talented. So how do you overcome that by making those big plays? You've got to rely on your big-time receivers. And, and the thing with Nick was – I, there's there's certain routes and combinations that there's a strong side and there's kind of the weak side, right? If you're on the strong side, 
just naturally you're going to run hard because you, you're expecting the ball. If you're on the weak side, and I don't know too much of what side he was on and, and, and trying not to go into too much speculation, but when you're on the weak side of the ball and you're not expecting it by human nature, what do you do, Jerem? You're probably not going to run as hard, right? Because you're not expecting the I ball. I run hard every it's, time, Brian. That, actually, you're a bad yeah, – yeah, yeah, you're – Every time. You are a bad example. My apologies, I'm Jerem. a bad example? Me, I get what you mean. That me, was a compliment. Me? Yeah, it was a compliment, yeah. <laughs> me? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to jog. So anyway, my point is this. <laughs> I'm just being honest. My point is this, is I, I think he got into a situation where he, you know, maybe went 75, 80% and said, you know what, I'm, 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 not, I'm not getting the ball. Looked up and was like, oh, holy moly, donut shop. I'm, the ball's here. I'm going, I, I need to go get it. And by that time, it was too late. So obviously learning from that, right? But, but, but still, man, you, you got to be aware at all times. You can't just be sitting there and, and nay, nay land. And just be looking and your star, you know, your eyes in the stars. You got to be whipping. Yeah. You can't be in Nene You got to be whipping, man. You got to whip your head back around and figure out where the balls go. Whip coming. your head back and forth. Whip your head. Yes. said, what, what was Will Smith's daughter's name? That uh, Willow? Willow. Willow wow. Smith. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, cameraman. Yes. Yeah, that's the key. Okay, listen. I really like BYU's receivers as a group. I think Mitch Matthews is a very good receiver. I think Nick Kurtz could be even better than Mitch Matthews. That's where I think his potential yeah, lies. Right. But in this game, they can't perform like they did against Boise State. It's got to be bigger. No plays it's, off. That's what we, that's no what, plays that's, that's off. What, that's, what we, that's what we're calling it. No, no plays, plays off. off. Those are our three keys to victory. The conversation's happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation and weigh in. What's the one thing BYU has to do to beat UCLA? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Dan Credits, what kind of credits? BYU needs to make UCLA rely on their QB and stop their run. Then they have a shot. BYU needs to stop the run and get pressure on Josh Rosen. If we had five keys, there's two more. Yeah, stopping. There's there's so many keys. Stopping the run, I mean, again, it's so cliche, and you hear so many big-time coaches say that. It starts in the trenches in the running game. And as a defense, especially a a Coach Mendenhall defense, if you can stop the run, he can be so creative – where, uh, you know, he's disguising blitzes. And for a freshman quarterback, Set that's hard. third and long. Yeah, it's that's hard, the goal. It's hard, to, it's hard to, 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 to pick that up. And so if you can pin back your ears and, and blitz, man, that's a, it's, a, it's a good position you can, you can see yourself in. Keep the tweets coming. Use the hashtag BYUSN. So how good is Chosen Rosen? Really? UCLA radio analyst Matt Steven joins BYU Sports Nation next and will answer that question. The BYU Store, your source for authorized BYU sports gear. Gear designed for fans to show their true colors. Something the BYU Store does every day. The BYU Store, proud to sponsor BYU Sports Nation on BYU-TV. BYU Sports Nation is made possible by a generous grant from Forever Resorts. Forever Resorts owns and operates more than 65 vacation and entertainment properties in or near national parks, recreation areas, and national forests. Forever Resorts, making memories for over 25 years. Roads, warm and serve rolls. From freezer to table in 15 minutes or less. And a variety of choices in your grocer's freezer. Simple things that make life better. Roads, bake and serve.
something's brewing in Broncos receiver core, and Hauk is making plays. The BYU TV Sports Countdown to Kickoff. BYU at UCLA. Tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern, 7.30 Mountain on BYU TV. Something's brewing in Broncos linebacker core, and Harvey is on the hunt. The BYU TV Sports Post Game Show. BYU at UCLA. Tomorrow after the game on BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation's always happening on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSF. We will have another conversation tomorrow for Countdown to Kickoff at 9.30 Eastern. Uh, It will be myself, Spencer, David, and the guys breaking down everything for UCLA for you fans, getting you guys ready for the game. Live from Pasadena and Provo. Our Twitter question today, what one thing does BYU have to do to beat UCLA? Use the hashtag BYUSN at MamaMJG. Get inside Rosen's head, have sustained drives on offense, win turnover battle. Oops, that's three things. Yeah, there are a lot of things BYU is going to need to do to beat Probably UCLA. Like yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And for more on that, we now welcome in Matt Stevens on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. He is the UCLA radio analyst and former quarterback for the Bruins. Matt, how's it going? It's going good. Can't wait for the game. It's going to be, I think, an exciting contest. Yeah, absolutely. Two ranked teams. I don't think that uh, maybe BYU figured being ranked after two games, but here we are, UCLA, uh, a team that a lot of people are excited about. What do you think of the matchup in general here in week three? You know, I think it's two heavyweights, to tell you the truth. And, you know, with a young uh, freshman quarterback and Josh Rosen uh, and being a true freshman, uh, I, I think there's going to be some problems for him, you know, getting adjusted uh, to the game and, and the complexities of the defense. And, you know, for, I think, a, a couple of quarters, I think the two teams are going to battle out in between the 30s. In between the 30s, yeah. And BYU saw a lot of that and initially had an 84-yard touchdown and then kind of struggled offensively. So you're watching your own f- true freshman quarterback. But what do you think of BYU's freshman quarterback, Tanner Mangum? You know, he's efficient. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, they say he's a pocket passer, but he's, he, he can get out of the pocket. He can create plays. You know, Jim Mora compared him to Johnny Manziel, and that's quite a compliment. I mean, Johnny Manziel, he was probably the biggest playmaker in college football for a while. Um, and he's a guy that, you know, at the end of the game, you know, he's going to win it for you. And I think everybody's rallied around, around him after losing Taysom Hill. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a tough offense that UCLA knows going into the fourth quarter, the, the score is close. You know, this guy knows how to pull out the magic. <laughs> Matt, has, has Josh Rosen uh, compared to your expectations so far? Uh, he's an absolute freak. I'll tell you that right now. I, no. no. Uh, I never thought that I would be calling a true freshman uh, and comparing him to Troy Aikman. Wow. And that's, that's exactly who he is. I mean, he's a, he has such velocity when he throws the ball. It's hard for DBs to get out of their break and make a play. And he's as accurate as Troy Aikman. If you remember Troy Aikman, I mean, probably the most accurate passer in the NFL throwing to Michael Irvin. He knows how to shade a throw away from a defender. He knows how to throw it, you know, put a ball low and outside where only his guy will get it. And uh, he's incredibly smart and poised. So I, I didn't expect this. I knew watching him in spring football and fall that this kid was special. I mean, he was physically gifted. But, you know, watching him play in the last couple of games, so, wow. 
That was, and that was the biggest question mark, uh, I think, on UCLA's team since everyone returned on offense, it felt like, including the Pac-12 rusher of the year and uh, you know, leading rusher in the offensive line and all the receivers. So with Josh Rosen in the mix, do UCLA fans feel like, hey, the playoff is a possibility? I know it's early, but is that a discussion right now? Oh, UCLA fans thought that, you know, even right after Brett Hundley left. We're, they're pretty fickle, but, you know, now <laughs> seeing them play, seeing them play, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they think this is a good football team. And Josh Rosen doesn't have to be the guy, but he actually is the guy. I mean, he's that good. And it's surprising UCLA fans. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's an upgrade at the, uh, the quarterback position. Now, he's not Brett Hundley where he can make plays with his feet. But he has such a gifted arm that UCLA is a really balanced attack. And UCLA is a running football team. And everybody talks about Josh Rosen, but it's Paul Perkins in the offensive line. UCLA, I mean, the left tackle, Connor McDermott, is 6'8", 320 pounds. And he's going to be a first-round draft pick. And all five guys return. So this is a really good offensive line and a run team. Matt, you, you, you mentioned uh, in the summer that you thought there would be eight or nine guys that would be drafted. You just mentioned one. Um, do you think that that's still the case after watching this team these last two games? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, <laughs> on the other side of the ball, another freak, and I think he's from some planet in our solar system, is Miles Jack. I mean, <laughs> this guy, he's six one, two forty five. 245. You know, in the first game, he, he played middle linebacker. He took Eric Kinnick's position and was all over the field making plays. And then, you know, guys got hurt, and UNLV uh, posed a different threat. So he's playing nickelback guarding slot receivers and running with them stride for stride. And then not to forget, he comes in and scores a couple touchdowns, running the ball. And now he's returning kickoffs. I mean, I've never (laughs) seen anything like it. You know, I'm sure the coaches are going, can he kick or throw? (laughs) It's unbelievable. Punt, pass, and kick. Yeah, he's the ultimate weapon. 11 career rushing touchdowns for a starting uh, now inside linebacker that was outside linebacker. Miles Jack, check him out tomorrow. He's, He's fun to watch. Okay, this BYU team's had an interesting two weeks. Obviously, two solid wins. Taysom Hill goes down, the Hail Mary, the Hail Mary-ish again. Uh, yet there's a 16.5-point spread on this one. Uh, Matt, what do you think of this spread? I'm telling all my friends to take the point. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't believe it, to tell you the truth. I mean, you look at BYU, you know, and their team, offense, defense, and, and they stack up. They're big. And you want big guys, you know, you know playing in the trenches and then, you know, your Tanner Mangum, Mangum is uh, a guy that make, makes plays at the end. Tall receivers on the outside. You know, defense is, is very tough in a Bronco Mendenhall. I'm just in shock to spread so big. I think it's going to be a close game, and it's going to come down to the end. I, I appreciate the fact that you corrected yourself because no one else is nationally. Tanner Mangum. Magnum is just, it's just everywhere, which is fine. It's kind of cool, right? Magnum P.I. or whatever. Man. Or a magnum of champagne or a magnum of wine. <laughs> that in the that in the BYU crowd isn't used as much, but yeah, I, I, I feel you. Matt. No, it, I think it's going to be a close game, like I said. I think this is a very good BYU team, uh, deservedly in the top 20. Matt, what's the, the biggest question about UCLA that, that you still have? You know, they lost Ishmael Adams to a disciplinary problem at the beginning of the season, and they're still waiting for him to come back. Uh, Randall Goforth uh, was dinged up last year and missed most of the season. He's getting back into the flow of things. You know, it's that safety position I think they need to be a little bit more consistent at. One benefit that UCLA has, they have two lockdown corners, and Fabian Moreau and Marcus Rios that are going, going on to play in the NFL. So that helps them out a lot. But, you know, the safety position, and, and then once again, you know, you got a freshman quarterback, and so far he's responded uh, just unbelievably. 
Since Josh Rosen has looked so impressive, uh, how would you attack him defensively if you were Bronco Mendenhall? Is he listening right now? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Well, you know, it it was funny. The first game against Virginia, uh, John Tenuta, their defensive coordinator, decided, all right, we're going to make the freshman win with uh, his arm. And they put, you know, the safeties up on the line of scrimmage. They were like safety backers. And just left Josh Rosen to throw on one-on-one coverage, and he just sliced and diced them. You can't do that with the young kid. UNLV came out, and they had a lot of different defensive formations. They were bringing corners, corners and safeties off the edge, you know, confusing Josh Rosen and also confusing the other players. So, you know, if I'm, you know, a defensive coordinator, I'm going to make the young guy think and try and figure out where to place the ball and also make him throw into coverage. You know, I'm not going to let him throw one-on-one downfield uh, because he has such a magnificent arm. Matt, if you were uh, offensive coordinator, Robert or I, how would you attack this UCLA defense? That's tough. I mean, the the one loss that the UCLA defense has had is Eddie Vanderdose. He was a five-star recruit. They lost him uh, to a torn ACL in the first game. And probably Kenny Clark and Eddie Vanderdose were the best defensive tackle tandem in the country. Um, Kenny Clark is going on in the NFL. I mean, this guy's 6'3", 315. He demands a double team. So Ely Anku has come in. He played well against uh, UNLV, and he's the guy that has to step it up uh, on that defensive front. You want to run the ball, obviously, and, and then take your chances. But like I said, when you have lockdown corners like UCLA, you can do a lot uh, of blitzing and take chances up front. I will say that Kenny Younger, middle linebacker also, uh, he's a decleter. It's a very physical front seven, but you know BYU has that offensive line that might be able to get a push. Matt Stevens, UCLA radio analyst, is on BYU Sports Nation. One matchup I think we'll be watching, and there are lots of interesting ones in this, are the cornerbacks that you mentioned, the lockdown corners of UCLA versus BYU's receivers and those big receivers, who two of them didn't really show up, didn't even have a catch against Boise State. A couple other guys uh, had good games. But what do you think of that matchup between the corners and BYU's receivers? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a high problem. I mean, obviously, you know, the UCLA corners, they're going about six foot, six foot one. And, you know, Mitch Matthews, he's six foot six and six four, six five. Uh, it, it's, it's those fades that go to the outside. And if Tanner Mangum can get that ball, you know, outside, give his guys a chance, I think that's where they're going to, uh, BYU's going to make plays downfield. I don't think, you know, it's the speed uh, that can beat UCLA in their secondary, maybe uh, Devon Blackman. But other than that, you know, I think the UCLA corners can run with those wide receivers. But it's going to be those dumb balls where BYU seems to win. Matt, do you think that this is Jim Moore's best team so far? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, in his four years, he has not had a team as good as this team. And everybody thought last year's team was – Okay, it sounds like we lost Matt Stevens, unfortunately, because he was bringing the heat, man. He was. Great stuff from him. He was a quarterback in 85 and uh, 86 for UCLA. Uh, actually, I believe BYU by three in a game. Uh, but interesting that he mentions the different matchups and uh, impressions from BYU's, uh, UCLA's team. During the summer, he was on the show and yeah. said that he thought eight or nine draft picks would come out of this UCLA team. Eight or nine, man. That's And that's across impressive. the board, we're talking... Yeah. We're talking linebackers, linemen, receivers. There's, is, there's, almost, there's almost a guy, right, at, at every single level that can, can essentially go, to, that, go yeah. to the next level. And Matt Stevens rejoins us. Matt, uh, good to have you back. Uh, what sticks out about the BYU defense or, or some guys that maybe pop out as well? 
you know, it's just a defense that I, I, it's pretty consistent. They're big. They're, they got a good front seven. Uh, obviously, the safety had a great game last week uh, with three interceptions. So, uh, but the corners are going to get tested. I mean, that's what UCLA does. They like to uh, spread the field uh, and find one-on-one matchups to exploit. So, it's going to be a test on the corners. Can they guard their guys one-on-one? That's where UCLA likes to find and attack is those one-on-one matchups. Matt, when you look at the matchup between BYU and Utah, they've met 10 times, 3-7 and all-time. I believe you, you beat BYU in a game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, way back when, yeah. <laughs> we had face masks, but way back when. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that the 86 game or 80, 85? When was that? Uh, you know, I played against Robbie Bosco back in 85, 85, also in a bowl game. Yeah, the Freedom Bowl. I will say that Provo was the loudest stadium I'd ever played in, and uh, it's a great atmosphere. And and next year, UCLA will come to Provo, which is great. Should these two teams play more often? Oh, without a doubt. You know, and I think uh, Utah being added to the Pac-12 and going to Salt Lake City, playing there, uh, BYU, yeah, BYU's a great team. Uh, and anybody would love to play them. And they're always, you know, physical. They're always good. I mean, they're great athletes. Uh, yeah, I love the matchup, and I think it should should continue. Matt, let's let's say that BYU comes away with the win on Saturday, and let's say that they do it in a magical fashion again. So you have three weeks in a row where they are barely winning, um, and in some type of a miracle form. Does does the nation and, and, and fans and college football, do they finally give BYU the praise that they deserve? Or do you think they'd say, well, even though it's a top-ten team that they beat, it still was done by a miracle? Uh, no. I mean, if you win football games, you win football games. And, and, you know, as you go through the course of a season, you're going to have those tight games where you're going to have to win on last-second heroics. I mean, there's not an undefeated team that just skates through a season and it's 12-0 and wins every game by 30 points. I mean, there's that game where you go back to, wow, we threw that Hail Mary, we won that one, we won that one, and then we got on a roll and we got really good. I think the nation really respects BYU. And like I said, they're, they're definitely a top-20 team, and I think they're going to, you know, with their quarterback play right now, I think they're going to continue to improve. And it's going to be interesting because – Whoever wins this football game is really going to get thrusted more into the limelight as the season goes along. Absolutely, and I think it's BYU's biggest test of the season. I've been saying that for months. So huge matchup tomorrow night. Uh, Good luck on the call, Matt Stevens. We appreciate the time. All right, thanks for having me on, guys. Matt Stevens, UCLA radio analyst, joining us here on BYU Sports Nation. Great, great stuff from him. He was on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Got in a, a, a tweet at I do rock the Y. What a quality interview. Have great respect for the research uh, you've done to know BYU's team at Bruins Color Guy or uh, Bruin Color Guy. Nice. Great stuff from Matt Stevens. Yeah. It, you, you, can, you can hear how confident uh, UCLA is about that team. They oh, are, yeah. I'm telling you, they are a good team. If BYU wins this game, that is a really good win. And BYU's only won on the road, a true road game, not neutral, against one team in the top 10 all time. It was Pitt. Number three in 84. That's how significant this win would be. You beat a number three in a neutral. That was a huge win as well. Coming up, Joe Davis, Fox Sports. Let us know what he thinks of the matchup with UCLA. Hi, Daddy. Hi, sweetie. Check this out. Chicken wings. 
car wreck? Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. Martin's Collision Repair. I need a gift for my customers. Maybe a shirt or a hat. It's gotta say BYU, because I'm a fan and so are they. So maybe a stadium chair or a beanie, even a blanket? Oh, something for the car. Office supplies? Cougar Blue nail polish. Yeah. There are many ways to leave an impression. Game day promos, offering items to market and promote business. Licensed promotional product vendor for BYU Sports. Game day promos. Beyond sports, beyond expectations. We're very interested at Southern Virginia University in developing the whole person. I think we're building a tradition of character and a tradition of excellence, and uh, we're doing it one athlete at a time. Southern Virginia University is a place where you can be passionate about your education, committed to excellence as an athlete, and never compromise your faith. Broncos D-line and Bronson's busting up backfields. The BYU TV Sports Game Day Replay. Boise State versus BYU. Tomorrow at 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain on BYU TV. Next on Inside BYU Football. Watch the Cougars prepare to invade UCLA in the Rose Bowl. Inside BYU Football, only on BYU TV. Welcome back, Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Send in your game day game face pictures on Twitter for a chance to win some BYU Sports Nation swag and a football. Follow BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and use the hashtag BYUSN for a chance to win. The contest ends Monday, so send in your photos yesterday. We will announce the winner on Tuesday. And send in your photos like Robert Sullivan at Bob137RS. He said, I was there! It's his game face from BYU and Nebraska. He went to that game. That football, by the way, is signed by Lavelle Edwards. Nice. So check it out. Nice eye black pictures there. Too. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Football game day eve. Coverage of 19th ranked BYU and 10th ranked UCLA begins 930 Eastern tomorrow night on BYU TV for countdown to kickoff. Women's volleyball swept Utah in three last night on Crimson Court. The ninth-ranked Cougars play at Utah Valley tomorrow at 9 Eastern. Eighth-ranked women's soccer beat Oregon State, who was previously undefeated, one to nothing last night on an Ashley Hatch goal. She left the game with a knee bruise. Former Cougars in the NFL, Alani Fu and the Cardinals, play in Chicago. Ziggy Ansa, Kyle Van Noy, and the Lions play at Minnesota. Wani Unga, Dallas Reynolds, and the Giants host the Falcons. Go support your guys. Watch them if you can. Now joining us is the play-by-play on Fox Sports 1 tomorrow night. You can watch that game on at 10.30 Eastern time. His name is Joe Davis. Joe, how you doing? Good, guys. How are you? We are great. Living good the dream. To, good to have you on the show. And BYU's 2-0 ranked. Everything's good in Provo. But obviously a huge matchup this weekend that you will be on the call for. And you've been on the call for a couple of uh, BYU games the last couple of years. But what do you think of this matchup going into Saturday night? Well, it's obviously intriguing. It's uh, only the second time out of their 11 meetings they've met as top 25 teams. So within the history of the series, it's an important one. And, and the early season schedule for both teams, it's an important one with, I think, playoff implications on both sides. So you've got a UCLA team, I think everybody agrees, is a top 10 team. And then BYU, who's an interesting case because, as everybody knows, they're two plays from being 0-2. 
but they're not. They're 2-0, and they're a top-20 team, and they've got a chance to kind of silence some of the people that look at what they've done so far and call it luck by kind of affirming what they've done. If you beat a top-10 team, it's hard to talk about beating Nebraska and beating Boise State. It is anything more than being a really good top-20 team to legitimize really uh, where they're sitting right now. Joe, you, you bring up an interesting point. We were discussing that earlier. Uh, as far as the hype surrounding around both of these teams, when you look at both of them, obviously both two and zero, but UCLA, you know, hasn't really played. I, I guess so far, um, a a competitor, uh, a, a somebody that is is uh, well respected. And then you look at BYU, and like you said, two plays away from being zero and two. So, with that being said, do you think that? BYU or UCLA deserves more of the hype of where they're currently at? Yeah, you know, I, I guess that's a good question. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, you know, UCLA played a Virginia team that wound up looking a lot better than I think anybody thought they would against Notre Dame. So I think that gives some legitimacy to how badly you, UCLA laid it on Virginia week one. And Brady and I did that game, so we got to see up close how impressive UCLA looked, UCLA looked how well-rounded they looked. Um, yeah, I don't know if you can knock them for the two teams that they played who, who might not have been powerhouses. They took care of business, um, whereas, again, BYU is two plays from being 0-2. So I think at this point, the hype, I think it's only to say is most deserved for a UCLA team who hasn't had any issues through two weeks. But that can all change pretty quickly Saturday because this will be the first time that they play a team that's as physical as BYU is, right? That's the reputation of Bronco Mendenhall's teams. And UCLA under Jim Mora has had issues with those kinds of teams. He's never beaten Stanford. That's uh, a team that uh, personality-wise you can make comparisons to BYU, at least historically, with how physical they are on the defensive side of the ball. So it'll be interesting to see how this edition of Jim Mora's UCLA team handles its first real physical test. Another big storyline in this game is obviously the true freshman quarterback matchup. Pretty wild to have two True, two true freshmen matching up in a game. I think there are three total among the top 25 teams, two matched up here. What do you think of Josh Rosen, Rosen and Tanner Mangum so far? I saw some, who it was, but somebody tweeted that this might be the first matchup ever between two true freshman-led top 25 teams. Hmm. So I, I don't know if you guys have any way of digging and seeing if that's true or not. I know we'll we're get, our, we'll to, get our research team on that one. Get your research team on and let us know. I know we're trying to do the same to figure out if that's exact, if that's uh, true or not. But two guys that have been impressive in, in entirely different ways. So Tanner Mangum, as you guys have seen, seems to be at his best outside the pocket. So if you're UCLA, the whole deal is making sure you contain him, right, and keep him from getting outside and extending plays and improvising and making things happen down the field by buying extra time. So, so the goal is to keep Mangum in the pocket, force him to beat you like that, because he hasn't necessarily shown that that's what his strength is thus far. Not to say he can't do it, he just hasn't shown that's where he's at his best. On the other side, Josh Rosen hasn't been moved off his spot at all. That offensive line is so good that he's just been able to sit back there and through two weeks against two teams that, like we've talked about, aren't elite, but he's been able to sit back there comfortably and pick teams apart. So from BYU's perspective, it's move him off the spot, get him out of the pocket, see if you can force him to throw on the move, confuse him some. So it's kind of an opposite approach for the two defenses and how you approach stopping these two freshman quarterbacks. 
Joe, I've been really impressed with Rosen's um, ability to not turn the ball over. Right. And, and, you know, that's the biggest challenge for any freshman quarterback coming in is is being able to ride the highs and the lows of uh, producing touchdowns, but then also giving up uh, the rock on the other side. What has been most imp- impressive for you? And, and do you think that he's lived up to uh, the expectations so far? Yeah, I think that he set such a high bar week one. And he was so good against Virginia. He was national player of the week by a couple of different publications that he goes to UNLV and, you know, completes 60% of his passes, throws for 200-some yards and a touchdown, and people are like, well, what's his problem? I think that the bar that he set week one was so high that it'll be – there's going to be times where he does look like a freshman. That said, and Jim Morris said it, they've tried as best they can throughout camp at practices, and now obviously games present these opportunities, but try to phase him, try to get inside his head, and nobody's been able to yet. So I think the the emotional side of it has been most impressive to me, you know, beyond the obvious stuff of how talented of a passer he is. But something that I said after the first game, too, when I talked to a few people, is how impressed I was with the offensive line and how key they were to selling him in in that first game. I mean, he didn't get touched against Virginia. He was so comfortable back there playing against or playing behind one of the nation's most experienced offensive lines. And you, you toss in the fact that you've got the Pac-12's top running back and Paul Perkins to help balance things out, too. There's not a better spot, I don't think, for a true freshman possibly to come in and play it. All that said, though, he's really remarkable physically and mentally thus far. Joe Davis of Fox Sports is on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Joe, uh, pollsters obviously think more highly of BYU than fans do in terms of the spread. 16.5-point line uh, right now on this game. Why do you think that's so big? I don't know. Maybe they forgot what happened the last time these teams met, right? It was 59 and nothing the other way. Uh, I don't know. I mean, playing under the lights, on the road, it'll be the first home game for UCLA where the students are back. Uh, school was in session when they played Virginia a couple of weeks ago. I don't know how much they're looking into that, but it's going to be a tough place to come play. And I mean, I think that it just comes down to people saying, you might be 2-0, and but I still think you're lucky. I think you're seeing a lot of people say that. So until they – even though that these are wins against two really good teams, right, it's been decades since Nebraska's lost a home opener – Boise State's a top 25 team. Even though they're wins against two really good teams, the fact that they came in the final play and people want to try to make the point that you could or some people may even say should be 0-2, I think gives them pause when they're talking about a matchup against a team that you can't argue should not be a top 10 team. You know, you can make an argument against BYU, but it's tough to make one against UCLA at this point. So I think that's why you see that spread probably skewed some. Okay, Joe, we appreciate the time. You can catch Joe on the call on uh, Fox Sports 1 tomorrow night at 10.30 Eastern time. Good luck on the call. Thanks, guys. That was Joe Davis on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Interesting that if BYU wins, they'll silence the critics that said they're lucky. This, this, is, this would be a significant win. And three of these in a row? That's nuts! I, I, wonder, I want to know where do you think BYU would end up being ranked? They get jumped all the way to the I don't even 10. go there. I need to see what? the BYU win first. You can't speculate with me. What? I don't, I'm not even going there unless they win. What? What's your answer? Eight, nine, yes. Dreaming, dreaming. <laughs> BYU could win. They could be it. They could be 
12. I don't know, something like that. Coming up, what are your keys to a BYU win plus, more or less? Life moves fast. Children grow and teenagers move on. Make memories that endure. Laugh together. Cheer together. Spend time together. Build experiences that keep you close even when you're far apart. Shop together at the BYU store and make BYU a family tradition of togetherness. A message from your friends at BYUstore.com. I'm attorney Chris Dexter at Dexter Law. We love BYU sports and consider it a privilege to sponsor Cougar Sports Broadcasts on BYU TV. Our law firm has been assisting clients since 1995. Some people believe that they only need a lawyer when they're in trouble. At Dexter Law, we provide services for life's challenges and opportunities, such as adopting a child or starting a business. Learn more at DexterLaw.com. My name is Dr. Joshua Red, and I'm a chiropractic physician at Red River Health and Wellness. We don't want a patient to have to see us for the rest of their lives. We want them to be the expert in their own health. It's really awesome for us to see these patients going from five good days a month to 25 good days a month, and they have a lot more control over their condition than they did before. If you have symptoms such as depression, fatigue, headaches, or an inability to concentrate, you may have low thyroid caused by Hashimoto's disease. Red River Health and Wellness can help with a treatment plan remotely or at any one of our locations. Next time on American Ride, the San Juan Islands are filled with natural wonder and beauty. They're a place of solitude and peace. But they were also the site of America's final border war with the British. In 1859, men like George Pickett and Winfield Scott were waging a diplomatic war to secure America's northern border. It's our America. Let's take a ride. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, the rebroadcast is weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern. Join us tomorrow night at 9.30 Eastern for Countdown to Kickoff. It'll be myself hosting, and uh, <laughs> really? nobody wow. else will be there. Really? It'll just be another Logan takeover. Um, I'll relay... Uh, back and forth with with Spencer. He'll be in just LA. you two. Yes, this changes a lot of what I've been preparing this yep, week. Right. I'm, so I'm trying to make your job easy, man. This makes it a lot harder. <laughs> just, just you on the set. We'll just f- me. I guess we'll have to figure it out. I think Dave, Blaine, and Brian. Uh, you're Brian and David will be with you. Just that's what we're planning up. Yeah, maybe. Our Twitter question: What one thing does BYU have to do to beat UCLA? At I pity the fool. They need to have better special teams play and better field position than what they had last week. More out of Linehan. Hopefully BYU can get in field goal range and get some points where they didn't with uh, Trevor Sampson, who's 14 of 16, yeah. career 2 for 2 on the season. That was I a, like that one. That was, I like it, too. That, was, the rock that well. was a big deal for me uh, last game. And we talked about this stat for the, the UCLA uh, defense for, for punt return is negative 2 yards allowed. Well, that makes sense. that's not a lot, says <laughs> Captain Obvious. Hey, let's play a little more or less. More or less on BYU Sports Nation. Here's how it works. There's a statement made, and then we decide if there's more or less of that statement. Number one. Number one, Tanner Mangum will throw for more or less than three touchdowns. What do you think, Brian? Uh, I'm going to say less. I'm going to say less. I'm going to say BYU is going to rely on the running game a little bit more. Ooh. I think 
this uh, UCLA defense is going to contain him um, and more than what we've we've seen out of Boise out of Boise State. So I think he he's still going to be able to throw and 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 sustain drives, but I think. Uh, it's going to really come down to their red zone offense, which is going to be handing the ball off. There must needs be an opposition in all things. Therefore, I'll go more. I think that Tanner Mangum will throw more, meaning four touchdowns in this game. Mm. That would be a lot against this UCLA defense. Maybe it's something about this chair being optimistic. I don't, I don't know. That's what it is. Number two. Tanner Mangum will throw for more or less yards than Josh Rosen. Uh, I'm going to say more. I'm going to say he's going to throw for more yards. Interesting. Be, be, but be, not touchdowns. But, but not Might touchdowns. Not touchdowns. But, not, but okay. not a lot of touchdowns. And, and the reason why is Josh Rosen has a lot of different weapons. Um, more so, he, they, they have a running game. Um, I think BYU is still going to struggle in the running game. But because of that, I mean, Josh Rosen isn't going to have to rely on his arm as much as I, as I think uh, Tanner is going to have to. I'll go less. I think Tanner Mangum has less yards than Josh Rosen. But Tanner Mangum has proven that he's a big-time uh, or a big play kind of guy, 85-yarder, 35-yarder, a 70-yarder, Devon Blackman. I go less. Number three. BYU will rush for more or less than 150 yards. I'm going to say less. And 150 is not a ton. You're kind of like bottom 40 if you average 150 a game. In college football. Ooh, I'm going to say less, man. You, the running game's already been struggling. I do expect it to be – a little bit better mm-hmm. than what we've saw, if, especially. If I hope so. Boy State was uh, the final number was what seventy two. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and there's some things in there like the the fumbles and things going over. Yes, over that's why head, they gained one forty one in the game. Yeah, but but at the same time, and you're you're playing a better defense, especially mm-hmm. a better front seven, um, and you've already been struggling. So I'm, I got to say less, unfortunately. Less, I go less as well. I I just haven't seen it from BYU to believe that they're going to go over one fifty. If they do, that changes the dynamic of this game because what's the replacement for Jamal Williams? There is none. Adam Hine did his best impersonation with ninety three yards last week, and he's averaging five point seven a pop, which is you know mind blowing right not, now. Yeah, it's amazing. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So more of that against a good UCLA defense, maybe great defense. We'll see. Number four. Just a quick question on that. Brian on question one said BYU will rely on the run game, but on question three, didn't have him go over 150. Explain yourself. Um, so relying on the running game, meaning you have to keep the, the defense honest, right? So and you're so, saying like two so yard rushes so you gotta, on first you down? Gotta, you got to pound the rock. You got to try to establish the running game. Um, regardless if it's working or not. And that's what you saw last game with, with Boise. And uh, it was it, annoying it, yeah, it, it, the it, first three quarters, it, it, wasn't it? It was annoying, but, but, it, it, worked. It, but it worked. It, it opened up, right? Eventually something gave. And so yeah, the wind that, trick effect. That's what, I, that's, what I, that's what I meant there is you got to try, try to pound it. Um, if not, I mean, the defense dictates what uh, essentially the game, right, and, and what they can do or what they can't do to you. So if you can establish that running game and try, 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 and, and keep the defense honest, then that open up some passes. If at first you don't succeed, keep trying for like three quarters, and then the fourth quarter maybe it works. <laughs> What's number four? BYU's defense will have more or less than three sacks. They've been averaging three a game, by the way. Oh, this is, this is an interesting matchup right here. I'm going to say less. Mm. I'm going to say less because um, – of how well the offensive line has been doing for UCLA, you know everybody's returning. They have some big studs up there, and so I don't, I don't see, I don't see that happening. If if if, if they do get a sack, I I think it's going to be more of a coverage sack. 
I'll go less as well. Josh Rosen not only is getting great protection, he's getting the ball out of his hand. That's the next step for Tanner Mangum to get the ball out of his hand a little quicker. Okay. Then he doesn't have to scramble. Then he doesn't have to throw Hail Marys downfield, although they're working. Those don't, those don't work forever. <laughs> it's, it's amazing BYU's uh, efficiency right now with those big plays. Okay, number five, last one. Mitch Matthews will have more or less receptions than Mitch Jurgens. Oh, this one's tricky. Ooh, man. This is Which tri- Mitch? This is tricky because you have Which Mitch Miles. Match? You have Miles Jack playing nickel sometimes, and so uh, probably some, on a slot receiver like Jurgens. Like yeah, exactly. So I do not see uh, Jurgens getting off the line of scrimmage at all. So he goes uh, Mitch. If that were to Matthews? happen, and then Mitch is hard because you got two. Stud, two two corners, uh, I mean, that are physical, you know, six foot, six one. Uh, Nick Kurtz. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Of course you'd go with Nick Kurtz. You didn't even answer the question. I'll go with, with Mitch Matthews. Okay? I don't think that he breaks out and becomes elite or anything like that. But this could be a game that goes down that road. Mitch Matthews will have more receptions than Mitchell Jurgens. That's what I said. One thing, what one thing does BYU have to do to beat UCLA? Use the hashtag BYUSN at DRoyal03. Protect, protect! Allow Mangum to spread the ball around. UCLA will put up points, so the offense needs to move very well. Hmm. I think that's true. It's how much can the defense stop you? Shootout? Shootout? Is that what you're saying? I hope so. Two true freshmen, you'd think it'd be a little more low scoring, but who knows? Coming up, women's volleyball gets it done on Crimson Court. Ashley Hatch scores again, and Taylor Sander does work in Japan. On the road, the unexpected and unimaginable can happen, and the damages from dealing with an insurance company can make matters even worse. Recovering from your injury is your priority. Holding insurance accountable to their promises is ours. I've spent years in the car business at Smith Auto, our family dealership, and I've spent hours watching the Cougars in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Smith Auto and Spanish Fork helps bring the action home by sponsoring BYU TV's coverage of the Cougars. They also provide BYU TV a fleet of Ford automobiles. Customers choose from a full selection of Ford vehicles, including F-Series trucks. Smith Auto and BYU TV, successful partners in bringing Cougar sports to fans everywhere. At BYU, the tradition is legendary. The quality, unsurpassed. And the taste delicious. All your favorite players are here and ready for another great season. Get in the game for the half gallon of your favorite BYU All-Stars. Lavelle's Vanilla, Bishop's Bash, and the rest of the team. Creamery products are available at all Creamery locations and now Desert Bowl. Flavor your BYU experience and be a part of the tradition. Please have a seat. It's time we had a little talk. About what? For starters, how well your husband knew Frank Quincy. We all know how important fathers can be, huh? The parents do what to the children? Lie to them. And I am afraid, Lord. Afraid that tonight I'm going to end up dead. What is it you want him to do? Granite Flats, Sunday at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com, helping you need it most. Welcome back. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Football game day eve. Woo! 
Coverage of number 19, BYU at number 10, UCLA, begins at 9.30 Eastern tomorrow night on BYU TV for countdown to kickoff. Women's volleyball. The ninth-ranked Cougars swept Utah in three last night on Crimson Court. BYU plays at Utah Valley tomorrow at 9 Eastern in the uh, Parkway Series. Soccer. Eighth-ranked women's soccer beat undefeated Oregon State 1-0 last night on an Ashley Hatch goal. Cougars in the NFL. Alani Fua and the Cardinals play in Chicago. Alani Fua, good luck. Ziggy Ansah, Kaveh Noy and the Lions play at Minnesota. Wani Uga, Dallas Reynolds and the Giants host the Falcons. Cougars in the PGA. Just a nice little golf clap. Okay. At the BMW. MW. Championship. Zach Blair is two under through eight and tied for 36. Mm. Daniel Summerhays is one under through six and tied for 42nd. Nice. Cross country. Cougars will compete in the West Coast Conference preview this weekend in Spokane, Washington. The last time BYU was there, they won a basketball game. Also, BYU cross country and track and field <laughs> coach Ed Eyestone was inducted into the Utah Sports Hall of Fame last night. Men's volleyball. Taylor Sander had nine kills, two blocks, and one ace in a Team USA three-set win over Tunisia. The U.S. is now 8-0 in World Cup play. Tennis. Your Invitational continues today for women's tennis. Toby Micklett and Taylor Beckham, no relation. Both advance in singles and doubles play. Cougars in the CFL, eh? John Beck, Austin Collie, and the BC Lions play at Calgary on ESPN3 at 9 Eastern. Cougars in the Association. Jennifer Hampson and the L.A. Sparks are at the Minnesota Lynx for game one of their playoff series tonight at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Today's Rise Shots brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help you need the most. DexterLaw.com. Women's volleyball for beating Utah in three. They're quietly dominating. What's the one thing BYU has to do to beat UCLA? Our elite tweet of the day is... At give them heck, Brigham. Strategy. <laughs> Get down by 10 points in the fourth quarter. Hashtag right where we want them. <laughs> That, that's, that's worked so far. I don't think it's going to work this oh, Saturday. Man, BYU and UCLA tomorrow night, 9.30 Eastern time. Gosh. Countdown to kickoff. Thanks to Joe Davis, Matt Stevens, and everyone on our crew. They work really hard. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use that hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand. BYUSN.com. Podcast on iTunes. For Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Landon Yossi. BYU Sports Nation. Back at it. Monday, noon Eastern. We'll see you tomorrow night. 9.30 Eastern for Countdown to Kickoff. Go Cougars. I will be there by myself taking it over.